Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. A lot to cover. Big weekend, some news breaking over the weekend, courtesy of Jay Drew from the Salt Lake Tribune, doing some great work, really digging into BYU and their future with ESPN, their next television contract. We'll talk about some of the details coming out of that, how it relates to the Cougars, and how it could affect Media Day, which is just over a week away. So we'll break that down for you. It's also day number 80 in our countdown towards the Holy War. Uh, Nate Heaps, a tight end, will be our subject of our player profile, the player countdown towards the Holy War. And of course, we've got to recap the weekend in BYU sports. Men's and women's track and field teams performing admirably in Austin, Texas. Probably not the finish they hoped for. But we'll break that down for you as well. Let you know how they performed at the NCAA Outdoor National Championships. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at the Himalaya Podcast app, Hotels.com, and Twillery, your shirt experts. We'll tell you about all those companies throughout today's show. But thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Let's get going. This This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for June 10th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Whenever you hear this, the weather here along the Wasatch Front been fantastic most of the weekend, albeit a little bit colder than normal, but I will take that anytime I can get it in the summer. And the weather should be great this week. So thanks again for joining us on a Monday edition of the show. Uh, BYU, of course, they're in the final year of their deal with ESPN. I guess it's technically... Uh, the contract has run out at this point, uh, but they have been very much in discussions with the worldwide leader of sports on a new deal uh, to sign up with ESPN to continue to broadcast their football games. The previous deal guaranteed that five of BYU games would be on ESPN Network, speaking of home games, every year. It was an eight-year deal announced when BYU decided to go independent, and I think all things considered, both sides have benefited from this. BYU's been part of a of an inventory list for ESPN that is, uh, seen them play some big time opponents. They've had some solid wins as an independent during this time. And I would expect that, uh, BYU and ESPN are going to continue on. And I think the biggest thing you can say is there's an email that, uh, Jay Drew got back from Tom Homo, BYU's athletic director in response to some questions that Jay had, uh, in a great piece for the Salt Lake Tribune. I will link the piece in the show notes. I would encourage you guys to read it, but he said, quote, we have a good dialogue with ESPN about a new regular season contract and a bowl game agreement. Actually two separate things for BYU there. Uh, Those contract discussions are currently ongoing. We are going to be with ESPN. It is just a matter of working through some details of the new deal. So BYU is going to re-up with the worldwide leader. They're going to be a long-term partner with ESPN as an independent, and I think it's the best uh, case scenario for the Cougars if they want to continue with this independent independence route. Uh, Matt Brown, who does a great job for SB Nation, he's actually started a new, uh, I guess, what would you call it? A newsletter, I guess is what you call it. And I would encourage you guys to go subscribe to it. It's 
called um, Extra Points with Matt Brown. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter, and he does a great job. And he actually talked about the BYU deal in his Extra Points with Matt Brown piece this morning that just came out, and I wanted to break down a couple of things he noted here. Um, he said that based on his discussions with uh, industry insiders and whatnot, he thought BYU's deal would maybe go through 2025 uh, when the contracts with the current Power 5 teams for the most part come up. There'll be renewed negotiations on those deals and a potential for conference realignment. He thinks that won't go through then. But then he also said that uh, talking to people that a longer deal, let's say BYU, if they were to re-up with ESPN for 10 years through like 2030, etc., uh, he he said that it wouldn't um, affect BYU one way or the other um, in terms of conference realignment. And I just misspoke there. Excuse me. BYU is in going into the final year of their deal this year. They have a contract extension, a one-year option that ESPN picked up in 2017. So excuse me on that note. I mean... Cr- clarify that. They're entering the final year of their deal right now, currently in negotiations with ESPN on a new deal that will begin in 2020. So excuse me, I apologize for speaking out of turn in that regard. So this upcoming season will be the final year of BYU's current contract deal with ESPN. And I think this is very interesting, and I think that you're going to hear something. I don't know if it's going to be BYU has a new regular season deal, a new bowl game agreement, or maybe both announced next Tuesday at BYU Media Day, but they do like to make a splash when they have these media days in mid to late June. They're the first uh, team or conference to have a conference uh, media days or a team media day by almost a full month. So I'd expect BYU tries to make a splashy announcement or two, and this very much would be one of those things that BYU fans, I think you could get excited for. BYU re-upping with ESPN. We'll see how it plays out if it's a similar deal to what ESPN had previously where it guaranteed three games on ABC, ESPN, or ESPN2, at least one game on ESPNU, and then of course BYU TV also had one game in the in the deal. Uh, it was normally the FCS game like it is this year with BYU hosting Idaho State in November. Uh, they will broadcast that game at 1 o'clock Mountain Time, but it will also be simulcast on ESPN3 and watch ESPN's ESPN's online accounts. Um, ESPN Plus, the brand of streaming service that ESPN has launched, I think will feature very prominently in BYU's upcoming college football deal. And I would expect it to be probably similar to what they had with ESPNU where at least one game is guaranteed to be on ESPNU. I could very easily see BYU in their new deal with ESPN having at least one game guaranteed to be on ESPN Plus. Yeah, ESPN Plus. We'll see. Uh, It's very interesting to me that uh, BYU uh, would be willing to do that, but I understand if ESPN says, hey, we need this inventory. You're part of our inventory list. We value you guys, but we need you guys to go on ESPN Plus. It's worth the $5 a month in my mind. I, I am a subscriber to ESPN+. Plus. I signed up the same week that they announced it. Um, I've been all in with it. I've really enjoyed it. It covers a lot of sports that don't necessarily make it onto the TV networks the ESPN runs, but there is some great stuff out there. Uh, Matt Brown also in his piece here going off Jay Drew's things, he says that his educated guess is that he won't bring in uh, quite as much on this new deal as BYU fans, maybe $10 million plus, but he says the annual take-home will be more than what the AAC school gets, about $7 million a year, and substantially more than anybody in the NWC would get, including Boise State, even with their new deal coming up for the Mountain West Conference. This is why BYU is not going back to the Mountain West Conference. 
right there. If Matt Brown knows more than most people, I'm going to try and get him on the show at some point here, um, and we'll talk about this. But if he's saying that BYU with this new deal with ESPN is getting north of $7 million from a broadcast deal, yeah, you're not going back to the Mountain West Conference where Boise State was the top earner in the league and earned like $2.5 million. Sorry, we're not leaving $5 million on the table. I've talked about it previously both on air on the Zone Sports Network and also uh, in the, on this podcast that BYU... According to the U.S. Department of Education filing, they had to file for the year 2018, oh, sorry, 2017 to 2018. BYU made north of $10 million in strict revenue. So, that, and that goes partly to the fact that they have this deal with ESPN that has paid them handsomely, and that is why BYU is not going back to the Mountain West Conference anytime soon. They're going to hold out until these next round of conference uh, contract negotiations goes down, uh, 2023 to 2025, and I would expect BYU's current deal with ESPN, either they're going to ex- go long-term like they did when they announced independence with an 8- or a 9-year or maybe even a 10-year deal with ESPN. They would also have an out if they were to join a conference, or they'll just sign up through 2025 with ESPN and then say, hey, we'll, re- we'll revisit it at, at that point. BYU's not going to reveal terms of this. We'll see what happens. I'm sure other uh, websites will have details of that as it comes out, but I would expect a week, just over a week out from uh, BYU Football Media Day that you can uh, bank on some splashy news announcement. And more so than Kalani Sitake getting a contract extension, I think this would be the more likely candidate that BYU makes an announcement about their future in terms of broadcasting with ESPN. And you heard Tom Homo. You can read it in J. Drew's thing. We are going to be with ESPN. Uh, Kurt Dargis, Dargis, I'm not sure how to pronounce that correctly, ESPN Senior Director of Programming and Acquisition said, quote, ESPN has a great relationship with BYU and its athletics department. We expect that affiliation will continue beyond this football season and are engaged in those discussions. I think that things very much are picking up speed and you likely, if not, will hear something out of BYU Football Media Day with regards to BYU in 2020 and beyond with their broadcast plans and their broadcast partner in ESPN. So interesting notes, some good stuff from over the weekend. I'll link this, like I said, in the show notes. That way you guys can stay up to date with it. But I want to remind you guys, before we take a time out here, we'll come back on the other side and talk about Nate Heaps, uh, BYU tight end. Uh, The tight end group for BYU, we'll discuss it a little bit, what it might look like this coming fall with some return missionaries, etc. We'll do that as we continue to count down towards the Holy War. We are 80 days away from BYU football. But before we do that, do want to tell you about today's uh, one of the sponsors on today's show, and that is our good friends from Twillery.com. They make stocking up your closet with your shirts as simple as restocking the soda in your fridge, easy, affordable, and the perfect fit, guaranteed. Uh, they have smart casual shirts. They've got dress shirts, whatever you need, work shirts. They've got you taken care of. It has four-way stretch material that shuts down wrinkles, stops sweat, and keeps you looking and feeling cool. And for as low as $55 a shirt, which is a great deal when you bundle them, and free shipping and returns, it's the top value in smart workwear. Go grab them here. Go to twillery.com slash locked on. Check it out, guys. They shop in bundles model, which give guys access to shirts that our competitors are selling for $100 plus for just $55 a shirt. Like I said, there are free shipping and returns, and you get free brushed nickel collar stays included with each shirt. Uh, They're all polyester and feel like plastic most of the time when you buy a dress shirt. 
Twillery is not that way. They are incredibly comfortable. They have an incredible hand feel. No annoying scratchy tags. They're wrinkle-free. You don't have to iron them. You don't have to dry clean them. They are there for you every time you need them. And I know a lot of you guys out there listening to this podcast have to dress up for work each day. Whatever you may have to wear, Twillery can take care of you. I have enjoyed every shirt they have sent me so far. I actually wore one to church yesterday. Really enjoyed it. It was actually a fantastic uh just in addition to my closet. So I want to encourage you guys, go to twillery.com slash locked on, check it out. They all come in beautiful packaging. They have stellar customer support and there's a pre-printed return label in the box in case it's not what you're looking for. They guarantee you'll like what they have. And right now there's a promo code for $25 off your first order by using the promo code locked on. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. And currently also have a limited time Father's Day special. Enjoy a free set of bottle opener collar stays that is available to you until June 16th. Check it out, guys. Proud partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and Locked On Cougars. Twillery.com slash locked on. More in a moment. Welcome back to Locked On Cougars. want to remind you guys, when you do get in your car, whenever you're driving, make sure to plug in your smart device and tell it to play podcast Locked On Cougars. And if you are looking for a brand new uh, way to listen to podcasts, I want to encourage you guys to check us out on the Himalaya podcast app. It's a free app available on all of the uh, app stores, App Store, Google Play, whatever phone you have, just go to wherever you download your apps and download the Himalaya podcast app. It's super easy to use. It's got every podcast you love or are searching for. They build personally curated playlists made just for you by their ex- expert podcast tastemakers. It allows you to find new podcasts relate to what you like to listen to. You can follow your favorite shows and creators like this podcast, Locked on Cougars. You also can like and comment on individual episodes as well. If there's an episode that you like more than others, you can give it a thumbs up. You also can go and give it a comment. Uh, and I would encourage you guys, check it out. And one of the, my favorite features about this is you can build playlists. If there are podcasts and speaking just in general, if there's podcasts or episodes inside a podcast that you like more than others you like to go back to, you can create a playlist like you do on these music services and build that out and have it and you can share it with your family and friends. It's awesome. So check us out. Find us on the Himalaya podcast app on the App Store or the Google Play Store and don't forget to follow Locked on Cougars once you're there. Alright, let's continue on talking some BYU football today. Also some other BYU news. I guess we'll actually start off uh, with some news on the BYU men's golf front. Uh, BYU uh, Junior, I believe, Rhett Rasmussen was participating in the Provo Open. He held the uh, second round lead at 10 under after the second round of the Provo Open at East Bay Country Club. Uh, Still DeWald shot a 7 under 65 to come from behind and win the tournament. Uh, He won $4,000 with a total of 204. And he edged former BYU golfers uh, Jordan Rogers and Matt Baird by one stroke. But then second round leader Rhett Rasmussen, who I was just talking about, he finished two strokes back at 206 after shooting a 71 on Saturday. He won the top amateur award at this tournament and I think it shows that BYU men's golf is in a very good place because you have guys like Peter Quest who is playing this week in the Arnold Palmer Cup uh, against the best golfers both domestically here in the United States and internationally. It's a Ryder Cup format with USA versus the world and uh, Peter Quest is one of the best players in the country this year speaking of US uh, born players 
and having a guy like Rhett Rasmussen on this list and a couple of incoming recruits. BYU men's golf, I understand, has had issues uh, playing at the NCAA championships the last two years, but I think the future is very bright for Bruce Brockbank's program, and you should be very excited if you're a golf fan, uh, thinking of back to the heyday of BYU men's golf under Carl Tucker, making all those runs in the NCAA championships, winning one of the titles, having some PGA Tour pros. I think in the coming years, you're going to see a few more pros playing on the PGA Tour, at least the web.com tour, etc. And guys like Quest, Rasmussen, you could see them really making an imprint on pro golf at some point. I think it's awesome uh, to see this uh, playing out. And best of luck to Rhett Rasmussen with the rest of the summer. I'm sure he's got a full uh, slate of the U.S. Uh, amateur hopefully playing in that. Uh, the Utah amateur, etc. I'm sure he'll be playing in a bunch of tournaments this uh, spring slash summer. And best of luck to him as he continues to play that. But it was good showing for him to see him out there and showing well uh, for the Cougars in that tournament at the Pro Bowl Open. Alright, back to football here. Uh, of course, we're 80 days away from BYU football kicking off the season against the University of Utah on September 29th, 8.15 p.m. kickoff on ESPN. Today's player profile is Nate Heaps. I uh, he served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Santiago, Chile. Uh, played for American Fork High School, led them to a region championship in 2014. Uh, he finished his runners-up in the state title race that year. He was a three-time all-region selection out of high school and he's going to be a big part I think of BYU's tight end group this year and I understand there's a bunch of big names we also t- we already talked about guys like Alema Pilimai and Isaac Rex coming back off missions of course Matt Bushman is kind of the headliner at the position you've got Moroni Laulu Pututau coming off another injury and hoping to have an imprint but Nate Heaps is a guy you should keep an eye on six foot four 260 pound tight end he is just one of those guys that is a glue guy when it comes to football doesn't complain. He's got two brothers. Uh, he played at American Fork High School, and he shows up every day just trying to get his job done. And you need guys like Nate Heaps on your roster. He's a walk-on, not on scholarship as far as I am aware, and I don't think he'll be on scholarship unless he's able to go out and really play a lot this year. But he's a guy, he's one of those guys who's on the practice field each and every day giving his best. He loves the game of football. That's why he wants to continue to play it. And the fact that he's out there doing what he's doing, it's going to benefit the Cougars because he's going to push his teammates to be the best they can be. And that's a benefit for all things when it comes to BYU sports. The tight end position for BYU this fall, I really feel like is going to be one of their strongest uh, position groups. I think that Matt Bushman is probably going to lead BYU in receiving yards once again this year, and I don't. that's not an indictment on what BYU has at, t- at wide receiver at all. It's just the fact that Matt Bushman is an NFL talent in my mind, and they're going to continue to feature him. But having a guy like Nate Heaps, who wears number 80 on this roster, is going to help push a guy like Matt Bushman to be his best because Heaps is trying to get his time on the field. And you know he's going to have every opportunity to go out there and make these players who are slated, slotted ahead of him on the depth chart force them to be like, hey, you got to up your game or I'm going to pass you because Kalani Sitake has reiterated multiple times that the best players will play. He doesn't care about if you were a five-star prospect versus a walk-on in the case of Nate Heaps. If you're the better player, his mantra is get the best 11 guys on the field and let them play. And a guy like Nate Heaps, he's going to force every other tight end on BYU's roster to up their game. He's going to make sure that he's not taking plays off because as just kind of use the parlance every dog has to has to eat 
And Nate Heaps, he has no safety net underneath him. He doesn't have a scholarship. He's paying his way. He's putting in the hours and the time to play football, and he's paying his way to do it. So I would expect that everything about Nate Heaps is going to push BYU's tight end group to greater heights because greater heights because he wants to prove, hey, I belong on the field. I want to play. I want to see some action. He's only a sophomore. He's got two more years in a BYU uniform if he so chooses to continue on with it. And I'm hoping that he's able to prove himself and get some opportunities this fall. But at the very minimum, I understand that the other tight ends on BYU's uh, depth chart at tight end they know that there's a guy behind them who's going to be fighting and clawing and scratching to get on the field, and they better up their game to make sure that they stay on the field and they have to do their part to prove to the coaches that they're the best option. So Nate Heaps, number 80, our countdown, 80 days until the Holy War. Player countdown right here on Locked On Cougars, keeping you up to date with everything going on in BYU sports. All right, we will step aside here, come back and uh, run down what happened over the weekend in BYU sports. Men's and women's track and field teams finishing up action in the NCAA Outdoor Championships. We'll run that down for you, let you know how they did in that tournament. Before we go, though, I want to remind you guys that today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. You don't have to hate like your friends trip on social media. All you got to do is book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded. All right. More in a moment. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast. on Cougars and if you're just finding this podcast I guess first thing I should say if you're just discovering this podcast we are at your daily source for all things BYU sports news keeping up to date over the next 80 days as we count down towards the Holy War we're continuing with our 12 and 12 breakdown of teams BYU will play. You heard a little bit about San Diego State last week. We may actually have another interview about San Diego State this week. Uh, some scheduling didn't work out. We were able to get an interview on this podcast specifically, so we may do that. But also we'll count down. Uh, we'll talk about UMass this week. We're chasing some guests to talk about the Minutemen. BYU will finish up a four-game series with the Minutemen out in uh, Massachusetts this coming fall. Interested to hear how new coach Walt Bell will go about trying to reinvent the Minutemen who are a fellow independent like BYU and what they might be able to do. But if you are looking uh, for this podcast, I would encourage you guys to subscribe, rate, and review. That way you always stay up to date when this podcast is released each day. We try to bring you the latest and greatest in BYU news and also mix in my opinion and my takes and my insider information here as well. So please subscribe, rate, and review. Those five-star reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts, are worth their weight in podcast goal. And thank you guys in advance for doing that. All right, let's run down how everything went from men's and women's track and field at BYU over the weekend at the NCAA Championships in Austin, Texas. Uh, BYU men got off to a great start, scoring 21 of the 27 total points in the NCAA championships in the 10,000 meter race on Wednesday night to kick things off. Uh, it looked like everything was full steam ahead. BYU might be able to get a top five or a top three finish if everything went out well. They had two strong qualifiers in the 5,000 meters, also had guys in the steeplechase, but they went out and did not have a great showing, uh, only getting six points out of those races, finishing with 27 points, finishing in eighth place. It's their best finish since 2011 when they also finished in eighth place. So congratulations to the men's side. I know they would have liked to finish higher, hopefully in the top five, and their aspirations, they absolutely could do that. Uh, Texas Tech went on to win the NCAA championship with 60 points overall, but 
Clayton Young uh, won the 10,000 meter race uh, as he was an NCAA champion. He ran out of gas in the 5,000 meter run after beat probably running the 10,000 meters. He was sitting in third and still in the hunt, but then faded the sixth place. So tough showing there. But BYU men's track, I think a great year all in all. And some great athletes they're going to be losing. I'm expecting other guys will step up in their place. On the women's side of things, probably a little disappointing overall because you only finished in 25th place after being a top 15 ranked team. Doesn't necessarily match up with what you're expecting. They were ranked 15th in the final regular season poll. uh, Finished with 10 points overall. Arkansas won the team title with 64 overall points. Uh, Erica Burke Jarvis uh, who had the second fastest time in the nation entering the meet finished 5th in the 3,000 meter staple chase. She fell on the final water jump which really affected her. Uh, She was in second place at the time but then fell behind. So it wasn't a great showing overall. Some other athletes like Whitney Orton finished 8th in the finals of the 1500 meters. She's been actually one of the best runners in that event. Brenna Porter finished her collegiate career with a with a 5th place finish in the 400 meter intermediate hurdles. Uh, she had done quite well at that point. Andrew Stapleton Johnson, who had the leading high jump mark in the country, the BYU record of 6'2 and a quarter inches, finished ninth with a leap of just 5'10". So a tough showing for the women's side of things, but finishing 25th, they'll be a top 25 ranked team to end the season. But I think all in all, men's team, okay. Women's team, probably a little, little disappointing in terms of their showings, but congratulations all the same, all the same on a season well done. Uh, BYU, in terms of sports, is now done for the 2018-2019 school year with the men's and women's track and field teams finishing things up. Uh, the men's baseball team, of course, had aspirations for the postseason with the College World Series, etc., but did not even get invited to the postseason. So BYU sports season is, is over. I think it was a great season all in all. A lot of good showings, a lot of national championship aspirations harbored by multiple programs. We'll see where they end up when the Learfield rankings are released for the final time. But I expect BYU has another great showing in those rankings. And it kind of shows the overall depth of how strong BYU's athletic department is. I know that a lot of people are worried about... uh, where BYU football and basketball really lie, but I think that they'll be just fine, plain and simple. That's just kind of my take on it. I think that the strength of the program in terms of athletic department overall is quite strong. So we'll see how everything shakes out for the Cougars over the coming months and weeks, and we'll see what happens in the um, Director's Cup standings from Learfield later on this summer. All right, that's going to wrap things up for us today. want to remind you guys, check us out. Check out Twillery.com. $25 off using the promo code LOCKEDON to refresh your closet. Check us out on the Himalaya podcast app. Fantastic new app. Easy to use. It's free. So check us out there. And also, make sure to go to Hotels.com and book your next trip and get rewarded basically anywhere. Thanks again for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow with another player countdown. We'll have a full episode for you on Wednesday. Continuing on with kind of our three full episode week format throughout the summer. But I want to thank you guys for your continued support of the podcast as always. We will catch you tomorrow. This has been Locked on Cougars for June 10th, 2019.